I'm so excited for our next guest because, okay, six and two on this season. And last year, four and five, three and five the season before. But he has been at the University of Alberta for quite some time since the 2013 season. And I'm really excited to see that on everybody's radar screen, a lot of people, sports fans in particular, to see the University of Alberta Golden Bear football program elevated to the point now where they're in the Hardy Cup final against the UBC Thunderbirds this coming weekend. And joining us by phone is the head coach of the squad, Chris Morris. Chris, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, excellent. Man, this has been... You've gone through the wars, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's incredible uh, the way things have gone for you. You've been very patient. Let's sum up this season first and foremost before you take on UBC this weekend. How are you feeling about things? I feel really good. we got a we got a really, really good group of young men here playing here. And they're, uh, they're dialed right in. They care deeply about, you know, about their teammates and the program and everything else and they're uh they're willing to put the work in so they can show well for themselves they're willing to do the work that that requires and you know i really like the room we have and you know i'll you know <laughs> i'll take them to any game any anywhere in the country and i'll feel really good about it chris hey uh, reed here as well congratulations on a great season so far I, you know, we use words like belief and confidence a lot in sports. Uh, was there a point this year where you felt it really started to click, where this team believed it it could be good, or maybe they had that right in August coming into camp? Yeah, I think they felt really good. Like we were really good at the beginning of last year, and then we had some injuries, and I I, I think that carried over. Like the way we were playing before, we lost so many guys, and and our guys aren't like everybody who plays football kind of knows you look around the league, you look around the talent level and all that sort of stuff. So you kind of know where you stand and where you are athletically and you know whether, okay, look, it's, we're going to have to play really well and that other team not make any mistakes or we're going to be able to play. And if we just play well, we're going to be just fine against anybody. I think we had a pretty strong sense of confidence coming into this year about where we stood athletically. Now we had some work to do and, you know, obviously in our confidence and discipline and execution and, and all those sort of things. But we, we spent a lot of time in the time in the off season dealing with those things and coming up with plans for that and making sure that those were first and foremost on the thoughts of everybody. And I think that work really paid off and they came into the season doing the things you need to do to be a, uh, a very, very competitive and strong team. Okay. Taking a look at your seasonal record here, you have two losses there. Who are they against? Yeah, against UBC. Yeah, uh, so yeah. so so what do you got to do now coming up on Saturday at 2 o'clock? Well, I think, you know, for us, we played UBC twice. The first time we played them, we had some catastrophic breakdowns on defense. The second time we played them, we just did not play well on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we played really well on special teams the second time we played, and we played well on defense, but we, we just didn't get it done on offense. And, and I'll be honest, guys, if we can just play well and just play well in all three phases, I'll take whatever the result is. And I think we're going to be just fine. Um, if we both play well on all three phases, it's going to be a very, very close game, and it's going to come down right to the end. And uh, that's the sort of game we'd like to play in. Chris, we, we've talked a lot over the years, obviously, and we talk a lot about recruiting. And, I mean, you guys have been to the playoffs before. I, I mean, 2021, uh, you made the playoffs in 18. You made the playoffs in 17. You had the heck Crichton winner in 17. So how has, you know, those playoff appearances and now actually having one of the strongest teams in the country, what's the impact on recruiting here? Well, I think recruiting is a byproduct of what you show on the field. Like, you, there's a couple elements to it. Like, you 
we have a really good product here because we're at the University of Alberta, and it's one of the best academic institutions in the world, right? So you, you can attract some kids with that, but it's hard to tr- attract elite football talent just based on the strength of your school. You get a few of them, like a kid like Ed Elnicki who was here in town who wanted to do business, and our business program is great. You know, you get guys like that, but if you want to go out of province and you want to go across Western Canada and attract the top kids, you have to have a credible football program as well. And I'll, I've said this from the very beginning of this, like the kids we have right now are kids that we got because of that 2017 team that, that you know, had won the heck Creighton and we had a bunch of guys drafted and we made the playoffs. Like it's a five-year cycle in new sports. Like the guys you get – they're great in their year three, four, and five, and those are the kids we're kind of living off right now. Those are the kids that are in, you know, they're they're playing really good football. They're mature athletes. They don't make mistakes because they've been there before. And now we're winning. We've been pretty successful the last few years, and this year is really successful. Like I get, I'm getting lots and lots of calls and, and emails and texts and direct DMs from different social media platforms of kids who want to come play here. And that's just a byproduct of being successful in the field. Like kids want to be part of a winner. And, if, you know, for me, like I've said this to you guys, Reed, I've told you this many times, like winning to me is not just about having a great record. There's, there's program things that need to get done. You know, you, you need a good graduation rate. You need the kids who go off to do well in the community and be contributors there. And you need the kids to have a good experience while they're here, feel part of something that's special. And I think we've always had that, or we've had that for very many years here now. But now we're getting the excellence on the field as well, and I think that's going to contribute to, you know, even even better recruiting classes than we might have had in the past. I always love asking a head coach the same question, and that is, you got great assistant coaches with you, guys that are really good friends that were great teammates back in the CFL. How much have they meant to you, uh, joining you on this whole ride? Well, it's huge. Like, I'm telling you, A.J. Gass joining our program, and there's a couple of things that, like, getting A.J. Gass to come here um, and someone with that level of expertise was huge. Having having enough money and being able to develop our, our player development program and our, and our camp system and, and running our football fundraising gala and getting the fundraising order so that we could afford someone like AJ gas was huge as well. You know, Rick, Rick has been with me since the beginning here. He's, you know, he just loves, he's, he's a Edmonton guy who wants us to have a great program here for the community. And he's a community minded person. Um, works here for very little. I didn't get paid a whole bunch of money and he, you know, helps with our helps with our gala and obviously is one of the better offensive coordinators in the country. Um, those two just those two alone are great. But I have a bunch of other staff members here who don't they don't get paid a lot, guys. They're they're volunteers for the most part. Some of them get paid a little bit, but it's not it's not a whole bunch. And uh having the level of football expertise that we have in our coaches room right now is very different than when I first got here and it's uh you know it's it's a byproduct of a couple of things it's a byproduct of having a little bit more money for our fundraising efforts but it's also a byproduct of just having guys who love the game who are willing to give back not only love the game but I, I can just hear it in your voice you you love the fact that your players are going to become great citizens in this community by their scholastic not just their athletic endeavors yeah, yeah, guys, I sat in the pro locker room for 14 years, right? And I saw yeah. guys come and go, and, and there's a whole bunch of kids that went to university schools, and a lot of them didn't have degrees. A lot of them, did, they went, oh, well, you know, I you know, I went just to play football, and, you know, I have a few courses, but I'm quite a bit short of graduating and, and, and all that stuff, right? Like, that's, that's not what I wanted to do when I came here. Like, I wanted to run a program here where when the kids come here, they graduate. And they leave here, they have a degree, and the kids we've sent off to play pro football – 
the lion's share of them all have degrees and they don't need football. They play football because they love it and they play football because it's a, it's, it's part of a greater plan for what their life's going to be. Like a kid like David Beard, Dave Beard, Dave's going to be fine. Mark Cord is going to be fine. Like those guys are all Josiah Shackle. They are all fine. They can just go make probably more money than they're making playing football doing <laughs> something else. And that's, that's what we want. You know, like now, now Carter O'Donnell's down in the NFL. He's not going to make more money teaching science than he is down there. But right. <laughs> that doesn't always work out, right? So it's uh, I, I'm really proud of what we have going on here as far as it being our, our, our priorities have always been academics. Our priorities have always been graduation. Our priorities have been, always been around supporting the kids in that area. And I've always felt you can win while doing that. And thank goodness we're, we're finally in that direction as well. I got to ask this because all those years of covering you when you played for the football club here at Commonwealth Stadium, you were the quiet one of the that of the that whole offensive line group because you hung around with a lot of loudmouths in that room. And I'm going to say that and laugh. I always thought you were the quiet one. You, hey, this has been fun for us. We really enjoyed it. The thing I love is you're back on the radar screen. Everybody's excited about it. It's going to be a big matchup coming up this weekend. And uh, when are you heading out there? Yeah, we head out Friday, so we're going to charter out on Friday. I, don't, I think the because it's so late, it's so expensive to fly out just commercial, which is what we normally do. Right. That the university got a charter for us. Um, we fly out Friday. We'll have dinner and meetings there on Friday night, and then we play Saturday early afternoon. So we're very, very excited for it. It's a great opportunity for us. Well, congratulations and good luck this weekend, okay? Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.